Parenting, it's the hardest job we'll ever do. Most of us are tired, stressed, and counting the minutes until bedtime. But what if raising kids could feel just a little lighter? I'm Dr. Hillary, a licensed psychologist and mama of three, and you're listening to the Raised Resilient Podcast, where each week we tackle tough parenting topics, and I help decode behavior and empower you with tools and strategies so that even the hardest moments make more sense. Because parenting is hard, no matter how you do it. But I can help you go from barely surviving to parenting in a way that feels good for you and your child. So warm up your coffee and grab your earbuds. It's time to raise resilient kids. Hey, Cycle Breakers. Welcome back. In today's episode, I want to do a deep dive into the topic of boundaries. So I want to talk about what actually is a boundary and what's not a boundary. And how do we set boundaries with our kids in a way that's effective and makes them feel safe? So I think boundary has become kind of a buzzword in the popular psychology world. We talk about boundaries a lot. If you're on Instagram, you've probably seen at least one post on boundaries. And if you've been in therapy, I'm sure you've talked with your therapist about setting boundaries. It's something that I think we're actually talking a lot about as a society right now, which is awesome. Also, though, there are a lot of misconceptions out there about what it really means to set a boundary. So I think we have this idea, right, that setting a boundary has to be uncomfortable or that it's unkind to the other person, even if it works for you, right, that it's something that's mean to do to the other person. Or sometimes we think that it means cutting people off entirely, which it can, but it doesn't have to, right? So I actually think that setting boundaries is one of the most loving things we can do in a relationship. Setting a boundary says, I care about you so much that I want to exist in the most genuine, authentic relationship with you that I can. And here's how I can do that. I can do that by doing this, or I can do that by not doing this. Setting boundaries says, I really care and I want to make this work. And here's how I can do that. So what happens when we don't set boundaries? When we don't set boundaries, we can't show up authentically. We're repeatedly doing things in a relationship that don't work for us. We're on the back foot. We're letting somebody else make the decisions and call the shots. We're continually engaging in patterns that are unhealthy or unhelpful or don't work for us. And that leads to resentment, right? That leads to maybe eventually having this blow up conflict moment. When we don't set boundaries, we're not being true to ourselves. And that means we can't show up authentically in relationships. Another important thing to know about boundaries A boundary is something that you can do or follow through on. It's not something that we ask of the other person. And that's a really common misconception about boundaries. So often we think we're setting boundaries when we say to the other person, I really need you to do X, right? Or I really need you to stop doing Y. Well, that's not actually a boundary. Here's the thing. If you're telling someone that you need something from them, that they've shown you that they can't do right now or that they haven't been doing because you wouldn't be asking, or setting the boundary if they were doing this already, right? So you're asking them to do something that they're showing you isn't possible right now, and that is a recipe for frustration for both of you. So a boundary is something that we can follow through on in a relationship. It's something that we can do. Here's what I'm willing to do. Here's what I'm not willing to do or no longer willing to do. So how does this translate to parenting? Well, everything we've talked about so far applies to parenting and to our relationships with our children, but also with our kids. We are their confident leaders, right? They are looking to us to lead them through life in a kind and loving way. 
and boundaries are necessary for you to show up to parenting as your authentic self and also for you to help your child feel safe as they explore and engage with the world around them. We have to set boundaries as parents. It's literally our job. I know that kids push back on boundaries, right? You ask your child to stop doing something or you tell them that you can't let them and suddenly your child is melting down and I hear you and we will talk all about meltdowns. What I will say right now is that the meltdown is not because of your very reasonable boundary, right? Kids have the right to push back on boundaries. Sometimes our very reasonable boundary gives them the outlet they needed to offload some emotions that have built up. It's not even about that moment and that boundary, but it's about all of the stresses from the day. And it just gives them a reason to offload that, which is a healthy thing, something we want to encourage. So just because your child pushes back on your boundary does not mean that it wasn't a good boundary. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't set boundaries. So often when I say boundaries make our kids feel safe, our kids need boundaries, parents will say, but my child doesn't want boundaries. My child pushes back. That's where all of my problems come from as a parent, right? That I'm setting these boundaries and it's causing all these meltdowns. But that's not really what's going on, right? So boundaries do make our kids feel safe. But I think we often make mistakes when we're setting boundaries and we don't realize that we're making them. So today, I want to talk about how to set boundaries with our kids in a way that is effective and healthy. And so I'm going to start by sharing three common mistakes that we make as parents when we try to set boundaries. Okay, so the first one, the first mistake we make when we're trying to set boundaries with our kids is that we think we're setting boundaries, but we're actually making requests. What do I mean by that? Let's say that your child is jumping on the couch, which isn't safe and it's something that you need them to stop. What do we often do, right? We often say, please stop jumping on the couch, Hey, I said stop jumping on the couch. I said stop jumping on the couch, right? And we get increasingly frustrated. And then maybe our child falls off and gets hurt and we're like, ah, I just told you to stop, right? Can you recognize yourself in that scenario? If you can, you are not alone. And listen, I've been there and I will be there again. We're not going to set boundaries perfectly. And sometimes life gets in the way and that is all you can do is make a request and hope for the best, but that's not a boundary. Remember that I said that boundaries are something that we can follow through on or something that we do. It's not something we ask of our child. So what would be a boundary in that situation? A boundary in that situation would be to stop what you're doing and walk over and say, I see that you're having a hard time stopping. I'm going to help you. And then you physically help your child stop jumping on the couch. You pick them up and set them down. Because what happens when we just continually make requests? Well, for our kids, that's confusing. They're wondering, okay, is this actually a limit? You keep asking me, but you're not doing anything about it. And it might make our children feel out of control. Like, I hear her asking me to stop, but I can't. Something in my body is telling me to keep doing this, and this is really uncomfortable. I don't know what's going to happen. I know it seems like your child is jumping on the couch in a willful, planful way, but it's not like that. Their brains are not developed enough to control the impulses that they're getting from their bodies. So they feel like jumping and they do. And they hear you saying stop, but it actually takes a lot for a child to process your message 
and then regulate the impulse in their body and then make the choice to get off the couch. It's actually really hard for kids. So in that moment, when you're making the request, get off the couch, get off the couch, I said, get off the couch and we're getting increasingly frustrated. We might even lose it, right? Because it is so frustrating. Like, hey, I'm asking you. I keep asking you and you are just not listening. It can even feel defiant, right? I've mentioned that I don't like that word and I will deep dive into that in another episode, but it can feel defiant, right? It can feel so willful. But like I said, that's not what's happening. And so when we lose it, after we've made repeated requests, our kids feel unsettled, maybe even a little scared. Like, where's my leader? Is anyone actually in charge here? Nobody's driving this bus. And that feels really scary for kids. So when we set the boundary, when we walk over and we say, I see that it's hard, right? Because it's okay to make a request. Go ahead, make the request. Maybe your child has the impulse control to stop. But once you make that request once, you need to set that boundary. So you walk over to your child and you say, I see it's really hard to stop. I'm going to help you. And you pick them up off of the couch and set them down. This is not punitive. It's not harsh, right? We're not like, oh, okay, fine. I'm going to help you, right? It's not like that. It's very calm and confident. I'm going to help you stop. And I think it's easier to do this in a way that feels calm and confident when you know that your child isn't being defiant. And I'm telling you right now, your child isn't being defiant in those moments. If you know that, then instead of going down that rabbit hole of, oh my God, my kid's so defiant. What does this mean? I'm going to have a kid who doesn't listen. What about when he's a teenager? Oh my goodness. Right? We do that. We go down that rabbit hole of what does this behavior mean? I'm going to tell you what this behavior means. It means you have a child whose brain is developing in a healthy and normal way who doesn't yet have the impulse control to stop. So hopefully that helps you feel confident that setting that boundary is the right move in that moment, even though I know it's annoying, right? Like you're cooking dinner or you're dealing with something else and you've got to stop what you're doing and go to your child. I hear you. But the cool part about boundaries is if we set them consistently, our kids will learn over time to regulate those impulses better. Which brings me to my second common mistake we make as parents when we try to set boundaries. Because the question I get from parents so often is, okay, fine, I'm with you. I can go over and set that boundary. But when I do that, my kid looks at me and gets right back up on the couch. (laughs) Okay. I hear you. I have been there so many times, friends. Like, it's really hard. But the second common mistake we make as parents when we try to set boundaries is that we don't set them consistently. So now, this doesn't mean you know that I say all the time, we don't have to do anything perfectly as parents. I'm not saying you have to be all over that situation like white on rice all the time. No. Sometimes you're going to be changing the baby's diaper and you cannot physically get up right? I get that. So I'm not saying we need to do it perfectly, but we do need to do it consistently. I think sometimes as parents, we'll set that boundary once or twice and then we're like, okay, you should know by now, (laughs) but that's not how it works. And if we set the boundary sometimes and then other times we don't, if we're kind of half and half here, our kids get the message that I don't know if this is really a line. Sometimes she says it is, sometimes he says it is, sometimes it's not. And that's really confusing for kids. And they are wired, like literally their brains are wired to test those limits until they know where the lines really are. So if we are not being consistent, then our kids 
are, and this is not a conscious process, okay? It's not like our kids are sitting here going, okay, well, she didn't set the boundary this time, so I'll show her, right? It's not like that. It is an unconscious process, but our kids are wired to test the boundaries so that they can stay safe, right? So that they can keep themselves safe. That is why their brains are wired that way. So they are wired to test these limits until they really know where the lines are. So I think I've mentioned this story before, but sometimes there are things, because I'm a big believer in setting kids up for success and setting the environment up, baby proofing to the extent that you can, right? Toddler proofing. But sometimes there are things that you cannot toddler proof, right? Like, for example, when my middle child was a young toddler, we have this like swinging door. It's like a barn door that is right off of our kitchen in between the kitchen and the playroom. And my very young toddler was taking that door and sending it flying. And I can't do anything. I can't lock that door in. I can't. There's really nothing I could do to set him up for success there. Um, And I was so anxious about this. I was worried he was going to catch his finger in it or maybe even break his finger. And of course, I didn't want him doing that. Or maybe he would like hit his brother or the dog. So I knew that that needed to stop. But every time I would say, hey, please stop swinging the door, nothing would happen. And it hit me. I said to myself, oh, I've got to set this boundary consistently because sometimes I would go over and stop him. But the rest of the time, I'm like, please stop. I said to stop. Right. And those are requests, not boundaries. So I decided one day I said okay I'm gonna be super consistent today I am gonna go over there and set this boundary calmly kindly consistently as many times as it takes and y'all it took a lot of times (laughs) like it I felt like that was my whole job that day was just to keep going over there and keep going over there and setting that boundary but what's cool about that is that as annoying as it was to have to do that over and over and over and to try to stay calm every time what happened was eventually he stopped even trying to touch the door I mean, it wasn't like weeks either. It was a matter of a few days. And then he just didn't. He just knew that, okay, she means this. This is a line. So the second big mistake we make with setting boundaries is that we don't set them consistently enough. We have to be consistent. And if it's a new behavior that your child is trying out, make the commitment to yourself that just for these next couple of days, you're really going to be consistent with that boundary. I promise you, you won't have to do it forever. So the third mistake that we make when we try to set boundaries with our kids is that we don't set boundaries quickly enough. So let me know if this sounds familiar, right? That we're sitting there and we're watching our child doing something. Maybe they're being silly with a glass of milk and we know they're going to spill it. Or we're watching them jump on something or climb on something that's not safe and we're picturing them falling and we're over here making requests. Please stop. Please stop. Right? And then the thing happens your child falls, the milk spills, whatever it is, right? And you lose it. And you're like, oh, I told you this was going to happen. I called this, right? Well, when we don't intervene quickly enough, we have that tendency to lose it or to sound, even if we don't lose it, we sound frustrated. And our kids pick up on that unsettled lack of confidence in that moment, right? Because if we're confident, we're not losing it. We're not sounding harsh. Now, it's okay for us to be frustrated, but I think when we are not setting these boundaries quickly enough, we have that tendency to get really frustrated. And for our kids, once again, they are wired to explore that. Huh, my parent had a really big reaction to that. I wonder what that's about. That's not like my parent. That's not usual. And they are wired to explore this. Again, it's not a conscious process, but their brains are wired that way to keep them safe. So 
when we don't intervene quickly enough, we are likely to see more of that behavior, not less of it, because our kids are testing it out. So when you see something that is potentially unsafe, walk over to your child right away and say, I can't let you do X, right? I'm going to have to help you stop. So that brings me to my next point about boundaries. Those were the three common mistakes, right? That we're making requests, not setting boundaries, that we're not setting boundaries consistently enough, and that we're not setting boundaries quickly enough. So now, how do we actually set the boundary? I think the language that we use is important, right? I think it's really helpful when not only can we set the boundary, and the language I love here is I can't let you or I won't let you, right? Versus it's not okay to we don't, right? Those words are not bad, but they can feel shaming to kids. Whereas I won't let you, I can't let you is something that we do as a loving gesture in the relationship to keep our children safe, right? So we need to say, I won't let you jump on the couch. I'm going to help you stop. And then we need to affirm the healthy striving underneath. So that might be a feeling, right? If the behavior that we're stopping is hitting, then that child might be angry. It might be an impulse, right? Your child has an impulse to move their body in a certain way. It might be a curiosity, like when your baby crawls up to the outlet, right? We want to set the boundary first. I won't let you. I can't let you. I see you're having a hard time stopping. I'm going to help you, right? All of those words convey collaboration in the relationship, right? And love. But then we also need to affirm the healthy striving underneath. So what does that sound like? Oh, I see you trying to touch the outlet. I can't let you touch the outlet. It's not safe but I'm going to hold you here so you can look at it, right? I can't let you jump on the couch. I'm going to help you stop. But if you want to jump, you can go jump on the mini trampoline outside, right? I can't let you squeeze the baby so hard. That might hurt her. I'm going to help you stop. If you need to squeeze something, you can squeeze me. You can squeeze a pillow, right? So we are giving them the message that what you're feeling is totally healthy, totally okay. And I can't let you do this with that feeling, with that curiosity, with that impulse. Again, approaching it in this way helps children understand that what they're feeling and these impulses that they can't control, they're not shameful. They're healthy. Of course they have these impulses. And we're going to keep you safe, right? We are the confident leaders. We are here to keep you safe because that is what boundaries do. So this week, your challenge is to see If there are any places in your relationship with your child where you can set a boundary more consistently, more quickly, or where you can transform a request into a boundary. And I want you to see what shifts in your relationship with your child when you make those changes, right? Do things feel better? Do you notice behaviors shifting? Do you notice yourself feeling more confident? At the very least, my hope for you is that you can understand how normal it is for kids to A, struggle to control these impulses and B, to be wired to explore them and to continue to test until they really know where that boundary is. You don't have a bad child. You have a good kid doing very normal kid things and it's your job to confidently set those boundaries. Not perfectly, right? But to the best of your ability. And you've got this. You really do. I believe that you can do this. So with that said, that wraps up today's episode on boundaries. 
If your child's meltdowns are stressing you out, I've got you. My Complete Guide to Meltdowns will walk you through exactly what's going on and how to help so that next time your child melts down, you can feel confident. Download your copy today for free at raiseresilient.com slash grow. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share this episode and leave a review. Let's spread the word about raising resilient kids. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we've got this.